We're on a mission to help golfers from all over the world achieve their goals by understanding what it actually takes to play their best golf. We're talking with leading instructors, researchers, and players themselves to find what is actually working. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited to get back into sharing some really cool episodes with you that we have lined up over this fall season. And we're kicking it off with a really great interview that's gonna set us up for the US Open at Wingfoot. This is with Victor Hovland. I uh, got the chance to sit down with him just yesterday uh, and chat with him about how he's getting ready, the strategy that he takes, and got to ask him some detailed questions about his his golf swing and how he thinks about getting ready for a major. This was super fun. A huge shout out to the guys over at golf.com to set this up as part of the Cisco Road to Wingfoot series they're doing. Um, it's a great conversation. You are going to enjoy this. It was, it was fun to chat with Victor and we've got a bunch more coming. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast and Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen uh, and stay tuned. I am excited to share with you some stuff that we've been cooking up behind the scenes uh, around new golf research, a lot of different stuff. So um, make sure to subscribe and we'll see you next week. Welcome. This is the Road to Winged Foot powered by Cisco WebEx. Uh, we're excited to hang out with Victor Hovland for a little bit and hear about some of his prep for this year's US Open at Winged Foot. Victor, how's it going? Good. Thanks for uh, having me on. Absolutely. So this week, um, your prep, you're getting ready the week before. What does it look like? What are you doing? Uh, well, I just came home from uh, a three-week stretch. Uh, so first of all, it's uh, a matter of kind of resting up a little bit, just recharging the batteries. Um, but it's it's obviously US Open week next week, and and uh, as we know, you have to drive the drive the ball really straight, and uh, ball striking is really essential out there. Um, so just doing a couple of fine tuning uh, around my ball striking, and hopefully we'll be ready come next week. Do you have any favorite like games or drills that you're you're working on right now? Help you dial some of that in. Um, it's uh, so I was I was using on the range last week. Um, gosh, what is it called? Uh, uh, Total Golf Trainer or something? Yeah, uh, like that. Yeah. Uh, it has like a red ball, and you can bend it in certain different ways to kind of uh, help your wrist move uh, a certain way. Um, so just working on that a little bit, but it's mostly I like to spend uh, time in front of just a mirror and just get a visual for it and then try to implement the feel that way. What are you working on right now? Something a backswing and the downswing? It's very simple kind of uh, just backswing stuff. Um, you know, I've never been a fan of doing a lot of stuff kind of in the downswing or, you know, doing stuff that happens later because that's all the reaction uh to what you do earlier in the golf swing so it's uh you know just managing you know making sure that my club doesn't get uh stuck behind me just kind of more in front of my hands going going back um uh, and then hopefully that will take care of the stuff uh going after that <laughs> so uh, the question is and i think every golfer have this is where does my swing go from the range to the first tee right you're about to step on to like a mildly pressure-filled first tee um the u.s open that's an understatement yeah. uh, like how does how do you get that swing to stay with you or how do you make those swing changes stick that's always so tough 
Yeah, honestly, I've uh, I haven't really had that problem. If um, personally, if I'm hitting it like crap on the range, I'm probably gonna hit it like crap on the courts. That's just kind of just me personally. If I'm hitting it really good on the driving range, I'm probably gonna hit it uh, pretty good on the golf course. Now that doesn't always mean that I'm gonna shoot a good or a bad score, because uh, that matters. You know how you play with your dispersion you know you could hit a good shot but just pull it a little left of kind of where you were aiming and you end up in deep trouble compared to if you miss it on the right side you're going to have a lot easier shots so there's a lot of things that play into into that way but for me personally if I'm playing really good in practice I'm probably going to be hitting it pretty good on the golf course as well how, how are you hitting it right now during practice where, where's the game at <laughs> honestly um I Last couple of months have have been a little tough for me, uh, Teeter Green, but uh, I've actually been putting the ball a lot better, um, and chipping's come along nicely. Um, so the last, you know, the, la- the last few events, I've I've really hit it bad, but um, with kind of good short game and just scrambling the ball really well, I've been able to make the cut and kind of gain enough points to get into East Lake at least. Um, but um, yeah, over in the weekend, it was kind of reversed a little bit. Uh, I hit more fairways and I hit more greens, but didn't make anything at all. And that's just kind of how the game of golf is. But definitely need to work on my long game a little bit. And and uh, hopefully, if I get that down, use open is going to be fun. Have you played wing foot before? I had never, no. But I heard it's going to be a good test. Do you have any kind of – have you seen any data or seen any ideas on what kind of strategy it's going to – are you going in – Pretty cool. No, I'm going in blind, so you probably know more than me. So uh, if you know something I don't, feel free to you know give me a little lesson. Well, let, let, you've done well in USGA fence. Obviously, you have the USAM win, and then last year you had an insane finish. You know, as an amateur, is phenomenal at the US Open. Um, did you go in blind to Pebble? Had you been there before before you won the USAM, or was that a? Um, so we uh, had played a college event out there uh, called the Carmel Cup. Uh, so I believe I had played that tournament twice or maybe just once. I believe I played it twice. So I've, I'd seen the golf course maybe 10 times uh, before showing up at the at the USAM. Um, but obviously the conditions are way different. Normally every day Pebble Beach kind of plays like a resort golf course. Um, and then for the USGA events, they just completely change it. The greens are firm and fast and rough is really thick and uh fairways are even narrower um now that's going to be a little different for the for wing foot because i've never seen the golf course before but sometimes it doesn't help you all that much if you've seen the course in a way different condition uh because then you you're kind of used to playing the golf course in that way and then it's just so different from uh that particular way you played it um so I don't think that necessarily is a is a bad thing. Uh, we had two practice rounds, or more than that, should you need it to to kind of map out what you need to do. Do you are you a golfer that enjoys trying to break par and being around par, or do you enjoy more of the the shootouts where you're going to twenty under plus? Which is more in your cup of tea? I, I think it's a good mix. Um, I, I like to do both. I, I think it's very rewarding to to play awesome golf and shoot one over or even par one under. Uh, I just think that's very rewarding. 
um, as a golfer, you know that, okay, I shot it under par today. That was no fluke. Um, sometimes you can play an easier course and you can shoot five, six, seven under, and you know that you would have struggled uh, at another place. You just kind of miss it on the right sides and, and got hot, um, but you, you just can't fake it. Um, but it has to be a balance, too. It can't just be silly hard where you're hitting good shots and it's just you're making bogey regardless. I thought um, Olympia Fields, which we played a couple of weeks ago, that was such an awesome test of golf. It was playing super difficult, but it was still fair. If you played well, you were shooting a good score. So you do you enjoy – you've performed well in majors. Do you enjoy that ramped-up pressure a little bit more? Is that helpful? Um, are the first tee jitters a little more, little more real during a, during a major for you? Yeah. Uh, now it is a little different now with no fans. But, uh, man, I remember uh, walking up to the first tee uh, at the Masters last year. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're in a little different uh, mental situation. Uh, you're just basically just trying to hit the ball and, and uh, not do anything too stupid, just kind of – you know, get the show started. Um, but then once you get going a little bit, it's uh, it's easier to relax. But um, you for sure notice kind of the atmosphere is a little different when you when you step it up in a major. What What's worse for you? I, I don't know. Is it the first tee shot or the first putt where it's like you have those your hands shake a little bit when you grip the putter? I. That's that's wh- a good question. Um, which one is it for you? It, it I can't handle those putts, man. That it, first putt sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it depends a little bit. Uh, you get on Augusta and you get like a a nasty seven footer downhill slider. I'd probably be a little bit more uh, uh, nervous over that putt than maybe the first tee shot. But it's just like you know, it, it makes a big difference. You you piping a drive three hundred yards down the middle on the first tee versus you know hooking it into the left trees. That's that's a big difference on where you want to start, you know. Worst case, at Augusta, you can – I mean, you can three-putt, but most of the time you're probably just going to two-putt, you know. So that's – if you just get in, get on the green and two, you know, you know that a par is not going to hurt you that much. So uh, – but it, it goes both ways. So let's talk strategy. When you, when you head out there and you're, you're playing some practice rounds, um, what do you look for? Like, how do you choose what you hit off – you're going to hit off tee boxes – choosing your targets and that stuff. Do you have a, like a formula or any kind of strategy that you're, that you're using for that? Uh, no, I'm sure a lot of other guys, they have kind of stats guys to tell them, you know, okay, uh, you probably need to hit it this far on this hole. And, you know, it's so and so wide at certain, uh, certain distances, but I, you know, my strengths are usually uh, off the tee. Um, I don't hit it the longest, but I hit it fairly straight when I'm on, so uh, for 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 me that makes sense to to take advantage of that. Maybe some places where guys elect to to hit irons or three woods off the tee, uh, I feel like I need to to use that strength uh, and hit driver and gain gain some shots there. Um, so I, I'm pretty aggressive. Uh, it doesn't really take me a whole lot a whole lot of time to figure out what club I need to hit. I just pull driver and see how it goes. Um, then make it some adjustments after that. But a lot of it is, okay, which which side is better to miss on? Sometimes the angle is better from the left side of the rough or the right side of the rough. Um, and then just around the greens, make, you know, just get used to how many 
how firm the first bounce is and um yeah just getting used to a couple of slopes and seeing where they're probably going to put fence i mean from a stats perspective looking backwards i love that perspective of let's hit driver and then see if we have to <laughs> change it yeah. later or not i think that's awesome does it change though the the week uh, you know with the super long rough and you know really tight off the tee you know, during a normal week that seems you know to make a ton of sense but this week does that change at all for you or you just keep plowing ahead with that yeah the thing is uh uh depends a little bit on the on the hole if it's super narrow up there where you're going to hit a driver it makes sense to stay a little further back and and hit a three wood um just kind of the fatter portion of the fairway but the thing is if it's I feel like a lot of northern style golf courses, they're kind of the same width the whole way, just kind of tree lined and then rough on both sides. And in that case, if you want to miss, you know, it's it's better to be 30 yards further up in the rough than being 30 yards shorter and in the rough. Yeah. Um, and personally, I, I almost hit my driver straighter than a three wood. Um, so then it's like, you know, it makes even more sense to just kind of hit it as hard as I can with a driver. If it's in the fairway, great. I can take advantage of it. And if it's in the rough, well, hopefully I got a short enough club where I can, you know, still make a, make it par. Love. I love that strategy. Makes, makes a ton of sense. Let, let's talk targets maybe into, into holes, um, you know, into greens. Are you someone that, you know, kind of aims at the middle of the green and just tries to hit as many greens as possible? Or are you someone that takes on flags all the time? Yeah, the another kind of what we talked about my strengths. Well, I, I'd say my weakness has been so far as I've been on tour is kind of around the greens. I haven't been able to scramble as much as I probably would have liked. Um, so then in that case, you know, maybe a Phil Mickelson, he can go for more pins because he knows that, you know, well, if I miss the green, it's it's not the end of the world. That's almost still a birdie opportunity in some in some cases. But for me, I I kind of want to just play uh, for the middle part of the green. Now, that doesn't mean I'm super conservative. I'm just placing my dispersion um, kind of where where my pattern is and then finding a point where, okay, if I miss it left of my dis dispersion pattern, it's still going to be on the green. And then if I push it, it might be closer to the pin if, if if for example the pin is on the right side of the green i'm aiming more left if i pull it still on the green if i push it it's going to be really good um so just trying to be smart and you know that playing the us open you're not going to have to shoot 20 on your part to win the tournament you just really have to pick your battles and when you're out of position don't try to force anything just get out of there make a bogey and move on to the next hole any kind of lessons you you learned from you played the U.S. Open last year, obviously, and then playing so well in the U.S. Am and whatnot. Any kind of lessons you've learned from playing tougher golf courses? Or any keys that you try to change that changed compared to a normal week? Yeah, uh, I guess uh, I, I hate the word, but I guess patience patience is a very good lesson to take with you. I'm super impatient, and I just want to you know go out there and, and make every single putt and and make birdies every single hole. But, um, you know, you could three putt the first hole and make a bogey and miss a green on the second hole, and you're thinking, oh, it's just it's going to be that kind of day, huh? But, you know, as long as – because everyone's going to hit bad shots. If you make a bogey with your bad shots, you're bound to hit good shots. 
in a couple par four, par fives, you can sneak up there close to the green in two, and you can, you know, make up and down, make a birdie, and get momentum that way. So it's like you don't have to do you have you don't have to play that spectacular to to shoot a good score, but you just can't lose your head. Uh, so I think if you just play within yourself, um, don't try to do anything you can't do. Uh, just play very simple golf. I think that's that's essentially the key to to not winning the US Open, but just playing good. What is what is the self talk that you want to hear from yourself? Like, what does that sound like after two or three bogeys when, like, you know, it kind of doesn't go quite right on the front nine or whatever it might be, right? Like, what what do you hope that that conversation is like with yourself when you're yeah? Because um, it mean, might I happen, could, right? Yeah, I can already tell you, it's probably going to be, man, you suck, but <laughs> you try to at least after that initial uh, kind of response, it's more of a okay, well, we got a we got a couple of shorter holes or you know, just try to build some momentum back and hit some good shots again. And, and um, fortunately, my, my memory uh, is very short term. So if I start hitting it good again, you know, those bogeys are, are, uh, are not the end of the world. Uh, it's, it's if you dwell on it and then just keep, um, just keep making more and more mistakes, that's what really kills you. Um, so you just kind of, I mean, you, you still have to comment on, the bad shots that you hit and the mistakes you made, uh, but then quickly get over it and, and try to get back in there and fight. Uh, maybe a question I always love asking this is, um, what's your current swing thought, or what do you think your swing thought's going to be for the week? Any ideas on on the feel that's working that, that might get you through the week? Yeah, it's. I don't really like to, to think too much when I'm playing. If I'm playing really well, I'm essentially, you know, you try to – not really make it as complicated as it could be um a, a lot of it is just kind of seeing shots shaping shots sometimes like you can do both which is awesome because then you can you know pick the one that fits the whole best but sometimes like many times uh that i've experienced because I, I usually hit a little left to right with my driver and sometimes the the holes just doesn't fit that um instead of kind of trying to go crazy with it and really have to draw it. It's like, well, okay, I'm just going to try to squeeze this cut in uh, certain places. So I think just for me, just kind of keeping it very simple, just playing within my abilities and try to do uh, the best I can with that instead of kind of, oh, well, I have to change this to, to play this hole, and then I have to change this to play that hole. I think that's that's kind of how you lose yourself a little bit. Awesome. All right, so let's wrap with this. What are the keys for you? Um, you know, the U.S. Open. So you're, you're working on your backswing a little bit right now, trying to get that dialed in. Yeah. Um, your, your short game has been good lately. What yep. are some of the keys for you? What, what do you think is going to help you uh, wing foot here, win this thing? Uh, obviously, I mean, you got to make a lot of putts. And, and uh, putting is very – there's a lot of, uh, you know, it can go your way and then you can lift out. You just – Sometimes you just never know. You can hit a perfect putt, and it just doesn't go your way. So, um, but over seventy-two holes, if you just hit enough good putts and hit hit enough good shots, it might it might go your way. But um, hopefully, I can just kind of figure something out with my with my golf swing and find that confidence where I feel like I don't have to think that much, uh, and then just go out there and play golf and make a couple of putts and just build on that momentum. 
Awesome. Thanks, Victor. Really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Make sure to subscribe and Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, any of those places. Stay tuned. We have episodes coming at you weekly and so much more over on the YouTube channel and website, golfsciencelab.com. This edited was, this episode was hosted by me, Cordy Walker. It was edited, mixed and produced by Just Hit Publish Productions. Mm-hmm.